You know how when you go to prayer and you ask God for forgiveness, once you get that forgiveness from God of your sins, how much further do you take it? Because essentially, we're talking about weaknesses here, things that we are still maturing in. So my question for today, and a question that I've been asking myself, and it's, it's a big growth question, but it's absolutely essential for every single believer. Are your insecurities getting in the way of you praying powerfully and effectively over your weaknesses? I've been reading in Psalms, looking at how David praise. And that's going to be the premise of our topic for today, but this is going to be a big victory conversation today. So I hope you are ready, my friend. Uh, you know, grab some coffee, tea, whatever it is you're drinking, maybe a notebook, and definitely get ready to pray because we are going to get right into it. Welcome to Worth It, the podcast where we answer anxiety, deflate fear, and shut down shame, because ain't no woman got time for that. You were made to thrive. My mission is to help you get deeply rooted with God and reclaim your weapon that the enemy of God has been using against you. After going to battle for my own mind three years ago, I realized that there is a war going on for our minds, a battle that begins with how we think. Sis, you have much more control than you realize. With each episode, you'll learn how to fight back and become more confident in the truth that God already knows. You are worth it. I'm Michelle Remington, Christian mindset coach, thought strategist, and warrior mama. Grab your sword, daughter of the king. It's time to unleash your inner warrior princess. Welcome back, you beautiful warrior. Today, oh girl, today is combat training. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> today is some combat training. I hope you're ready for it. Before we dive in, I do want to say that I am not a mental health professional. I'm simply sharing from my experience with depression the strategies and steps that helped me. So first and foremost, I want you to know that you are not alone. Reach out to friends and family. Tell them how you're feeling. Don't be afraid to ask for help. The world is so much better with you in it. If you need help, or resources or just more information for yourself or for someone else, I encourage you to reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Their phone number is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. So as I said previously, I've been reading a lot in Psalms, specifically reading in Psalm 119. Yeah, that really big long one that's just jam-packed full with all kinds of goodness. Yeah, that one. As I'm reading it, it just struck me how David is praying. Listen to this. So this is Psalm 119 and 5. We'll start there. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. 
I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I learn your righteous judgments. I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. And that's five through eight. It just struck me. Okay, you know, this is King David. This is the man after God's own heart, right? And in my mind, I'm thinking like, he's the perfect one, right? And then I was just kind of relaying my thoughts to my husband and just kind of like talking it over with him. And he's like, well, I mean, think about it. David was, he, he had a lot of stuff going on. He had his son trying to overthrow his throne, uh, the whole debacle with Bathsheba, and, you know, some other things that went on. David was not a perfect person, yet he persevered. And I think that's something that we need to hold onto and really grab onto in the world that we live in today. Because there's so much thrown at us. And whether we realize it or not, we probably feel a lot like David did during that time because he had everything handed to him on a platter. He was, once he became king, of course. So he was the king. Every, he could have anything he wanted. And he chose to be a man after God's own heart. And even in his own words said that he would be happy to be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. And so I'm reading at how he's praying and just thinking back after talking to my husband and that perspective of how David was a flawed person. And I think it's safe to say that we all feel like a flawed person. And especially in today's society, we think that that's a bad thing, right? There's all this perfectionism going on. But what if... What if in all of this, this is kind of next level stuff, especially when dealing with the anxiety and the depression and really moving on and moving forward. So this is kind of an advanced coaching for you today. But what if we actually, in word and in deed, start to embrace the fact that we are flawed? We make bad choices. We make mistakes. We don't mean to, and, and sometimes we do. Some, sometimes we're just missing the mark. But it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. And as believers, the word tells us that, that redemption is possible for you. And so I'm just rethinking this and looking at how we can really embrace being a flawed individual a lot like David did. Just reading in his Psalms. I mean, yes, there are some beautiful words in there. And I'm sure like myself, you have read in Psalms and thought, oh, that I could praise God like that. Oh, that I could just be a perfect Christian like that. Kind of like when we read Psalm 31 as a woman, right? You think that's a perfect woman. Well, Psalm 31 woman still needs Jesus. We're going to get into that in another podcast. Yeah, I can feel my my gears turning on that uh, road as well. But we're going to get into that in a later one. But for today, looking at the possibility of this kind of hyper focus, especially in today's society. So it's not like a, 
oh, you're thinking too much about your insecurities thing. I mean, we're literally inundated with it day in, day out, reminded about our insecurities. And then the very fact that people have insecurities kind of being like weaponized and used against them as like fear tactics and things like that. So what if those insecurities are getting in the way of praying powerfully and effectively over our weaknesses. Now, we already know that Jesus has the victory and Jesus gives us the victory. But what if that victory can be so much more? And I'm not talking like name it and claim it or anything like that. I'm talking like really going through that veil that split the day that Jesus died on the cross walking through that split veil into the throne room, into that intimate conversation with God and being very real and very honest with God and saying, Lord, I am, I'm flawed. And maybe not not even saying anything at all, except for what Moses said when he went to the bush after it called his name. He said, here am I, Lord. Instead of, here I am, like, yeah, here I am, I'm across the room, you can come to me. No, here am I. I have entered into your throne room. My God, my King, my Savior, my Sovereign, my Lord. I have entered into your throne room, Lord, and you have made time for me. And so I come before you in your presence for an audience with you, Lord. And I'm not going to waste any time. I'm not going to waste any pretense. I'm just going to lay it all out because in the end, all I need is you. But I'm not going to wait for the end to get it. I want to start right here, right now. So I want to encourage you, pick up your Bible and, and read in Psalm 119. Start to look, and not just in Psalm 119, but really just start to look at how David is praying to God, praying about his weaknesses in 119 and 20. My soul breaks with longing for your judgments at all times. You're re- you rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt. There's absolutely nothing wrong with going to God, our creator that knows us better than we know ourselves. In fact, it creates this amazingly intimate environment when you go to God and say, Lord, I make mistakes and I need your help to do better because I want to do better. Because I know that in your word, your commandments, your precepts are true and honest and righteous And I want to live righteously for you, God. But I realize in saying that, that a lot of times our insecurities can get in the way of us really getting deep down and honest with God. Because there's this deep hurt in revealing and admitting our insecurities. But the very best person that you can reveal your insecurities to is God. Because God has an answer for every single one of your insecurities. 
I'm going to say that again, and I need you to say that to yourself. Jesus has the answer for every single one of your insecurities. And it's not an answer of hatred or malice because you already know that ultimate love is Jesus. So any answer that Jesus is going to give you about any insecurity, any shame that you have is going to be true and honest. So I'm going to encourage you, make that time in your prayer to get real deep down and honest with God and reveal your insecurities to God. And again, I realize that it's going to take some time. Like it's taken me three years to get to this point. Some people may take longer. Some people may take less time. It depends on how long you need to heal. But that healing starts with your relationship with Jesus. You got to take it back to the source because we've packed on so many things living in this world, emotional, spiritual things, physical things, intellectual things. We've packed on so much and we don't know how much of that is clouding everything that God created us to be. Only God knows. And that's why it's absolutely imperative for us to be absolutely transparent with God. We already know the end of the story. We already know that Jesus gets the victory and has the victory. But we do get to choose how much victory we choose to receive from God. And I hope this is being understood in the way that it's meant. We can choose our level of intimacy and closeness with God. And we already have the example of the scriptures, several individuals who were able to, as they drew drew closer to God, God gave them more victory and blessed them in different ways, like David and Solomon, Elisha. But then we see others in the scriptures that chose not to draw closer to God. They chose other things. And basically, they lost. They lost out on the victory that God had for them. The main one that comes to mind is Nicodemus. But then you have others like in the in the Old Testament, like you have Balaam, and then you have Deborah and Barak, right? Because Barak wouldn't just go to battle and he he demanded that Deborah go with him in victory, then he did not get that victory over the other king. It was Jael that got that victory. There are so many examples. And maybe this is a different way of looking at it for you. And I hope and pray, I pray just before I started recording this, that God would use this, use this podcast, use whatever he's pulling out for you in this to help you grow and draw closer to him. Kind of like a plant, right? The less nutrients the plant gets, the less 
that plant is able to thrive. It doesn't grow as big. It doesn't yield as much. Same thing with humans. The closer we get to that nutrition, that source, the more we're able to see the true abundance that we were created for. And when I say abundance, it's not just money. It's abundance in love. It's abundance in stewardship. It's abundance in leadership. It's abundance in family, in witnessing. There's so many different ways that we can experience the abundance of God, but it starts with how much we let God in, how close we draw to God. So it is my sincere hope (laughs) that this has made sense for you today. And what I want to encourage you to do is, number one, just start reading in Psalms, especially David's Psalms, because there's some from Asaph and um, other musicians as well, but specifically the Psalms of David. And just look at how he's praying over his weaknesses effectively and with power instead of, and I'm challenging myself with this too. So instead of saying, Lord, help me not to do this anymore, I'm praying. Honestly, I'm praying my absolute favorite verse, which is Psalm 86 and 11. Teach me your ways, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Or maybe you want to take something from Psalm 119 and pray like David did. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. There's nothing wrong with praying that. And obviously, David got victory. God gave David victory in praying like that. So how much victory are we going to see when we start praying more effectively and powerfully over our weaknesses? Because God can give you that victory, that true victory. Let's go ahead and finish out in prayer. Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for this day, for this time to share how you're helping me to grow. And in return, God, I'm just giving it over to you, putting it before your throne, God, and, and just giving it over to you so that you can use it and to move mightily in the hearts and the minds and the lives of those that are listening. God, I thank you for the great work that you are doing. I know it's difficult at times. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to persevere, to press through it, God. Help us to seek after your righteousness, to seek after your statutes and your precepts and your commandments. Help us to seek after your heart. I pray, Lord, that you would help each person listening to this to make the time to come to you in prayer and just really enter into your throne room and either continue or begin that intimate relationship with you, God, and to just really open themselves up to you, God, so that you can really start working in their lives. Maybe that involves them giving you permission, saying, I, Lord, I give you permission to work in every single area of my life. I give you permission, Lord, 
to start moving things around, start changing things, because God, the one thing I want is to be the person that you created me to be, whatever that is, and I trust you completely for that. Wherever they are, whatever she's going through right now, touch her heart, touch her mind, Lord, touch her soul in a magnificent way that it is absolutely undeniable that you, the almighty God, is moving. Lord, I praise you, I glorify you, and I thank you so much for the work that you are doing. It's in your precious and holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So I have a little surprise for you. I made you something. Now, you may or may not know that I am a former Christian radio DJ. And quite honestly, I just absolutely love playlists. And I know that it is so helpful to have a good playlist to help you throughout the day and get your mindset right, get your mood right. And so I made you two playlists on Spotify. The first is called Worth It Praise. And I've got all kinds of awesome songs on here to get you praising, get you feeling encouraged. We got like Danny Gokey on here, Hezekiah Walker. I won't go into the whole list because it is a proper playlist and I am quite sure you're going to love it, be encouraged with it. And then the other one is Worth It Worship because I mean, you know, we all need some praise and worship in our lives. So both of these playlists are public on Spotify. So just look up Worth It Praise and Worth It Worship. I hope you enjoy them. And I am also going to be linking them on my website as well. You can always check out michelleremington.com. So go on, get your praise and worship on. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Worth It. If this episode has blessed you in some way, I invite you to leave a review and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast for more encouraging content. Until next time, remember, you are worth it.